Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into this week's episode of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kobold, here on a snowy night oh, in Denver, Colorado. Snowy. Been snowing the last couple of nights, actually. Joined by my guy, Max Faulkner, out there in Nashville, Tennessee. Max, I noticed a new Purdue shirt. Was that a early Christmas present from Mommy? I'll tell you right now, I've had this since college. Oh, so not new. Recognize that, that, I recognize you know, it. I don't know if I wore it here. You're right. Right. It's been hanging in the closet. I wear it around the house very often, but not on this podcast. Well, I'm wearing it today. Go boilers, boys. Go boilers. My goodness gracious. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming out to the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Cold Breezy, we are eight subscribers away from oh. breaking 200. Really? 200. Really? We started this baby. We started this baby a year ago. We didn't start posting our videos until January-ish, right? Right. The, the new year. Yep. And we're already almost at 200 subscribers. I I, I got to say, awesome. the support is miraculous. Thank I you. love it. Thank you, everybody. And please, tell your friends, tell your family, spread it around. Let's try to get eight more subscribers before the new year. Ooh. That's that's a, that's an end-of-the-year resolution before we do New Year's resolutions. That's a fun goal right there, Max. That's a fun we goal. We got it. Anything else? Uh, we What else been going on? What else been going on? What's new? Oh, man. Uh, I wish it was snowing. Okay. I, yeah. I want a white Christmas. I, I I like the snow. I like it. I like building snowmans. I, I See, you see the snowman pillow in the back there? Okay. Uh, little, nice. Little Santa and Mrs. Claus standing up there. Uh, Very I, nice. I love the I love the winter time. I, I love a white Christmas. Uh, so you guys are having it lucky over there. You don't like the snow, cold breezy? I like it. It's fine. I you know grew up in northern Indiana, getting plenty of snowy Christmases. So that's nice. A uh, good thing about Denver is uh, the next day the sun it mostly melts most of the snow away. So you know you you don't have to really deal with the the sucky things about the snow. So yeah, it's it's snowing right now. It looks it looks nice and. We'll see if it stays. We'll see. Yeah. But Max, we got a we got a big big podcast here this week. We're hitting multiple sports. We're hitting our usual NFL talk at the end. We're hitting college basketball in the middle. That's definitely the meat and potatoes this week, as it's going to be oh, more and more as we go oh, yeah. along. All the way to March, baby. Uh, college basketball is our favorite. It's really heating up right now. We're gonna hit. We're gonna talk a little baseball because there was news about our favorite player but we got to start in college football with maybe the most prestigious award in all of college athletics the heisman the heisman released their winner this week it was lsu quarterback Jaden daniels okay let's talk about him first he spent his first three seasons at arizona state his last two at lsu he completed 72% of his passes. That was seventh in the nation for 3,812 yards. That was third in the nation to go with 40 passing touchdowns and only four picks. Okay. Those 40 pass, 40 passing touchdowns were tied for the most, most in the nation with Bo Nix of Oregon. Mm. This is where Jaden Daniels set himself apart. He added 1,134 rushing yards and 10 scores on the ground. Okay. The numbers were there. The highlights were great. But the LSU Tigers, they went 9-3. and three. Okay. Mm. Let's talk about this. The Tigers went 9-3, and three, led by Brian Kelly, who left Notre Dame high and dry in the middle of the night. We won't get into that, but <laughs> LSU. They lost by three touchdowns to Florida State. Yeah. They gave up 55 points in a loss to Ole Miss, and they lost by two touchdowns to Alabama. Those were yep. their three losses. Let's go look at the other candidates. Runner-up for the Heisman was Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., the IU transfer. They went undefeated in the Pac-12, 13-0. Mm. Michael Penix, he only completed 66% of his passes. That was a little lower, but he led the nation in passing yards with 4,218. Nice. 33 passing touchdowns, nine picks, a little bit more. Didn't get it done. Was a non-thread on the ground. He had minus 18 rushing yards on the season. Three <laughs> touchdowns, but minus 18 rushing yards. Okay. Let's look at Bo Nix of Oregon. They went 11-2. and two. 
barely barely missed out to Washington in that Pac-12 championship. Bo Nix, he led the nation in completion percentage at 77%. He was second in the nation in yards with 4,145. He was tied with Jaden Daniels for most passing touchdowns with 40. Only had three picks. Six more tutties on the ground with 228 rushing yards. Max, let's throw it to you here. Knowing these numbers of these top three that I just broke down, did the voters get this year's Heisman selection correct? Real quick, Bo Nix had six more touchdowns than Daniels. So 16 rushing touchdowns? Six more touchdowns on the ground on top of his 40 passing touchdowns. Jaden Daniels had 10 rushing touchdowns. Bo Nix had six. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, You know, man, Bo Bo Nix is a big name, but if you're going to – if you're going to pick a pick a guy, I don't mind the Jaden Daniels pick because yeah, he had higher stats. They're probably, uh, what was Oregon? Where, where were they? 11, 11 and two, two, two. Yeah. 11 and two. So, I mean, yeah, technically they had, they definitely had a better season. Uh, SEC is very tough division. Pac 12, Pac 12 is a good division too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, come on. SEC is they're, oh, they're no when doubt. you think, when you think football, college football, it's the SEC, the baby. The it's the South. SEC. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, you know what, I'm going to agree with the pick. I usually like to have a little controversy here or, or, you know, speculation, uh, but I, I got no problem with this pick, uh, th- this guy with a thousand rushing yards t- and 10 touchdowns. Oh my goodness. Along with 40 passing touchdowns or only three picks. Damn, so goodness, 50 total touchdowns, four picks, 1134 rushing yards. Jaden Daniels, you know, Joe Burrow, he just won the Heisman at LSU in 2019. So LSU might be doing a little something here with their quarterbacks. Yeah. I just want to throw throw in the fourth guy, the the other guy in the room, Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. Yeah. Probably going to be the big dog on a lot of wide receiver boards come April. Mm. So we'll be talking about him. Mm. Um, anything else you got on Jaden Daniels, I think – his legs definitely gave him the upper hand. I got to agree with the selection. Yeah, LSU has three losses, but those those numbers are crazy, passing and rushing. Anything else on Jaden Daniels and his Heisman? Also, those three losses aren't bad losses. Florida State is outstanding. They were 13 Undefeated. Al- Undefeated. Undefeated. Alabama's in the Final Four. Ole Miss is always there. Sure. Like, they always make a bowl game. Okay, so – I, you know, these losses are, and then that's kind of like an in-state rivalry game. And then, and then they like a, a cross state thing. Uh, so uh, the only question I have for breezy is who does LSU, what bowl game is LSU in and who are they playing? That's a good question there, Max. And that gives us a good opportunity here to mention that this Saturday, the bowls are actually starting. Mm. Um, but LSU, they got a big bowl. Let's find them here. They're going to be playing a little bit later in the bowl season. A lot of bowls, a lot of bowls we've never heard of. So many. So many. The Tigers, led by Ryan Kelly and Jaden Daniels, they're going to be playing in the Relia Quest, Relia Quest Bowl against Wisconsin. 7-5, and five, the Badgers out of Wisconsin. That one's going to be on New Year's Day. Oh, ESP, nice. ESPN 2 at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Oh, I love a little New Year's Day football. Moving along this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got to talk about one of our favorite players in all of sports, Shohei Ohtani. Mm-hmm. This past summer, we gave him about five minutes a week with a little Showtime with Shohei segment. And now we got to talk about him again. Yeah. Because the two-way star just signed a 10-year $700 million contract to play for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Damn it. That damn it. That damn fucking Dodgers. I would have, I, I don't, real quick, sorry. I, I, sorry I had to cut you off because it's so frustrating. It's like, worked up. Any other team, honestly, any other team other than the Yankees, two teams, I don't, it's the Dodgers and the Yankees. Other than that, could have signed with anyone else. And I would have been like, fuck, yes. Signs with the Dodgers. I'm like, oh my, they they already have an all star team. 
it, it's just so annoying to see these teams that have so much money that they can just go buy their players. But the funny thing is they still can't win. Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> this contract makes the 29-year-old Otani the highest paid athlete in the world. He passes Mike Trout as the highest paid baseball player as Trout's contract was only worth $426 million. Shohei is coming off his second AL MVP season with the Angels, where he spent six seasons with the club. Over the last three years, Shohei has recorded 124 homers, 290 ribbies, and batted 277, while going 34-16 and 16 as a pitcher on the mound, recording 542 strikeouts to go along with a 2.84 ERA. Max, give me your thoughts on first those stats and the $700 million contract that Shohei Otani has signed with the Dodgers. The question is, when you see hear those stats, is he a better hitter or a better pitcher? It's it, that that is literally I have no clue because those stats are unbelievable. Any pitcher that has those stats, Cy Young Award winner. Any hitter who has those stats, MVP. And that's why he is the MVP because he does both. All right. $700 million. Oh my goodness. Well worth it. Well, he, he is worth every penny. Okay. This is a, a player that again, we have never seen in our lifetime. And for the people that don't like baseball, the people with the short attention spans, all the kids out there today, you're missing out because you're missing the highest paid player in the world because you can't sit your ass down and actually watch a game or go to a game. No, you got to be on your phones. You got to be playing video games. Yeah, you can't go outside anymore. Okay, let's go. Let's go masturbate inside of the bathroom and then go. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going a little too far. I'm getting too. I'm, Jeez, sorry, I'm geez. getting flustered. Shohei Otani deserves some respect. Damn it! Hell damn yeah, it. he does. Hell yeah, he does. So, go ahead, Cobra. Go ahead. He joins these Dodgers. They got they got MVPs already. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. You know the uh, the apparel website, Fanatics. You've yep. heard of Fanatics. Otani set the all-time record for the website with sales within 48 hours. So <laughs> those Dodgers jerseys are flying off the shelves. Shohei, he unfortunately won't pitch next year because he just had his second Tommy John surgery in September. Uh, damn it. That torn UCL. The Angels, it's it's reported that they netted some ten to twenty million dollars a year in revenue from Otani related in stadium and on air advertising. Max, he's going to be worth two to three times that much for the LA Dodgers. The 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 Dodgers they're going to be the face of next season's baseball baseball year, the Summer Classic. Are you are you going to pick them to win it all right now? No, I'm not because they'll win 108 games and then they'll go to the playoffs and they can't figure it out because their pitching always is mediocre. Their bullpen always sucks. I know this because I lived in LA for eight years. I have uh, clients that I'm still training to this day that tell me what they're doing. And they are, they already told me, they're like, Oh, it's great that we signed Shohei, but you know, that didn't improve our pitching. We already had hitting like, so, but anyway, uh, you expect them to be in the playoffs. Yes, they're definitely a contender. Anyone with Shohei Otani. That's why Shohei went there. It's because it's an all-star team. He wants to win. I get it. A lot of money. But let's talk about this contract real quick, Cole Breezy, because there, there's something about this that's just Unheard a of. little interesting to me. So Shohei Otani will receive just $20 million of his $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers over the next 10 years. So he'll receive $2 million a year for 10 years to make $20 million in 10 years. But then once it hits 2034, going on through the 43 season, he's going to, he'll make his $680 million after that. Unheard of. I, I, yes, never heard of this. And I find this almost insulting. I don't know. His his agent came out and said, you know, he Shohei's a unique player, so he needs a unique deal. Um, so 
I don't know. He's he's deferring his money until later. Guess he doesn't need it right now. I don't I don't know. I've never heard of it. Maybe I guess you're right. Maybe maybe he already makes enough from endorsements, and yeah. uh, you know maybe he made a lot from the Angels as well. So Something you know, new. I guess yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess it's more of a retirement situation. It's just interesting to me. I I, I don't know. I, I have yet to I have yet to actually have a, a straight up opinion about it. Maybe this is more respect to Shohei Otani. Because he just wants to play baseball and he's less focused on the money until his later years where he's going to retire. It, it's it's just interesting. Uh, but, hey, as long as he's on the field and he's playing and we get to watch him, I guess at the end of the day, that's all we care about, huh? We'll definitely be talking about him a lot next summer, giving him about a week a, about a weekly segment. So, he's, he's our favorite player. I, I love going to see him with you in Anaheim. That, that was a yeah, great yeah. time, so... I we both said it. We we wish he would have stayed in Anaheim. A lot of teams were reported reported to be in the in the run for him. You know, Blue Jays, Giants, Cubbies. You know, but Dodgers won out. Congratulations to the Dodgers for for having seven hundred million to give to one guy. Yeah, the good news for you though, Cobrizi, they are in the Rockies division, so you can see Shohei Otani more often than not. Forgot about that. I yeah. forgot about that. That's going to be fun. I'll be I'll be there next year. You can count me in. One of those Definitely. Dodgers games, you can count Heck me in. Yeah. Heck yeah. Moving into college basketball this yes. week. On the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. This is our favorite sport. The meat and potatoes of the pod this week. Before we get into what we got to talk about, I got a fun fact for you. This is from ESPN's John Gassaway. You ain't going to believe this one. Uh-oh. Each of the last 20 seasons, a team ranked in the top 12 of the week six AP poll. We're in week six right now. Let me let me say it again. We're in week six right now. Each of the last 20 seasons, a team ranked in the top 12 of the week six, six AP poll has gone on to win the national championship. Okay. Okay. I, I, I can't believe it. Had to go back and look at some things. 20 consecutive seasons. Mm. A team ranked in the top 12 of the week six AP poll has gone on to win the national championship. Give me your thoughts on that. I, I it's hard. It's, it's hard to determine that. Uh, just think of 20 years in the making. That's uh, yeah. That That's the first uh, four seeds. So Three seats, sorry, first three seats. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it does make sense. But it just goes to show you, everybody, that it's it's one, two, or three seeds that are winning the championship. This so, is this this is top twelve in week six. So these aren't necessarily one, two, or three seeds. UConn was a seven seed and won the championship, but they were in top twelve in week six. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Flabbergasting. It's flabbergasting. Yeah. Let's get into our AP poll reaction where we bounce around a couple teams here. But before we get into that, we got seven undefeated teams remaining in America in Division One basketball. How many of them can you give me, give me, Max, out of seven? Arizona. Houston. I'm stumped. <laughs> big 12. Another team in the Big 12. Two more big teams 12. in the Big 12. There's three teams from the Big 12. Shit. Uh, Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, shit. You're, you're Kansas State? You're disrespecting this head coach right now. You're disrespecting him. Oh, Baylor. Ba okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Baylor okay. Bears. Sorry, sorry. Slept on Baylor for sure. Baylor's good team. Very, very good. Uh, who, what else you got for me, Cobreezy? Because I'm I'm obviously drawing a stump. Got a surprise team we're going to talk about in Clemson. Clemson's still undefeated. That That is surprising. James, James Madison is now ranked. At, oh, yeah. They beat Michigan State earlier in the season. They're They've been ranked. Season. They've been ranked since they beat Michigan State, and they okay. stayed there, and they're right. only going up. They keep moving up. Little Actually, little. they went down. I'm sorry, they went down a couple, but we'll th that's just disrespectful. They're not enough. We'll see about the Dukes of James Madison, but our last team that's undefeated, not yet ranked, not yet ranked, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Oh. Yeah. 
Remaining number one this week in the AP poll was Arizona. They received 62 out of 63 first place votes after they kicked Wisconsin's ass by 25. That was a smack, and yeah. we, we previewed that last week. Mm-hmm. Both got that one right. Let's start here with the Kansas Jayhawks, number two in the AP poll. They won last week's border war against Missouri, 73 to 64. Four guys had double figures. Kevin McCullough and KJ Adams both had 17 points. Let's look at KJ Adams. You know, we talk about McCullough enough. We talk about Dewan Harris, Hunter Dickinson. Let's talk about KJ Adams. He had 13 points, four boards, three assists in this one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's averaging 13 points, four boards, three assists. He's shooting 68% from the floor. You know, you know about KJ Adams? Super athletic, hits his mm-hmm. chin on the rim. Great guy to root for. He just lost his mom this season, the Saturday before the Maui. The Saturday before the Maui tournament, lost his mom. Great guy to root for this year. Super, yeah. super athlete. Kansas against Missouri in this game on Saturday. They shot 20 of 23 from the free throw line. They nice. were plus 17 on the boards and got a big game this Saturday. It's going to be a beat down in Assembly Hall against the Hoosiers of IU. It's a good game. I like got, anything, it. got anything for me on the Jayhawks of Kansas? Jayhawks are looking great. Uh, big win against UConn a couple weeks ago. Big win against Missouri. Uh, Missouri's so usually there in the SEC. They made oh, the man. dance last season. They're a tough team. Um, th- this game against Indiana is fun because going to Bloomington, it, it's it's ranked with, like a wild. top ten. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's like it's it gets loud. Okay, it's it's ranked. Uh, it might be a top five type top ten stadium to go to. Everybody. Uh, for college basketball. So it, it's going to get loud in there. And you better believe he, uh, these kids are going to want to storm the court. Okay, They want it. They want it. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. I think Kansas is too damn good. But I do think it's going to be a closer game than maybe expected. Mm. Okay. I'm looking forward to that one. Max, give me your thoughts on your Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers, ranked number three in the AP poll. Yeah, baby. So Purdue, we're back on it. All right. We beat Iowa the other week by we were up at like 35, 40 points. It seemed like at one point last last week against Alabama in Canada. A eh? uh, the home crowd for Zach Eady, baby. I don't know. Why did, why did we go with the Canada in the first place? Was it for Zach Eady? It was did a doubleheader. It, it was a doubleheader. There's two games. Just a classic. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, great, great game. Purdue was losing by like 12 points. I stepped out of the room to make some, uh, to make breakfast, walked back in wow. down by two at halftime. I'm like, Oh, wow. shit. like they left came the back, room. left the room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making breakfast for my wife and, and my dog. Okay. Excuse me. And myself, I gotta eat. I gotta eat. Uh, but anyway, Second half was outstanding. Oh, my goodness. Let's hear some stats real quick. Okay, obviously, Purdue won 92 to 86. Zach Eady had 35 points, everybody. 35. Unstoppable. Only seven rebounds. A little confused on that, Mark, but I don't care. 35 points. Oh, my goodness. Braden Smith, though, I am going to say was the player of the game. Okay, Braden Smith had 27 points, eight assists, five rebounds. He shot four of seven from downtown. Okay, Ali Oops to Zach Eady. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Purdue in this game had 22 assists, 37 rebounds, shot 48.4% from the field, 44.4% from three-pointer, and they were 24 for 28 from the free throw line. That's 85.7%. They uh, looked incredible at the line. 28 free throws, go Breezy. 28 free throws they shot. Zach Eady keeps on getting hacked. Oh, my goodness. Uh-uh. Speaking of those free throws, Zach Eady was 11-11 from the line. This was the most free throws for a Boilermaker without a miss since your guy, Robbie Hummel, in yeah. February of 2010. He went 12-12 from the line in a game. And lastly for me on the Boilers, Eady in this game passed Robbie Hummel for 10th all-time on the Purdue all-time scoring list. Sorry, I did I, Did you no, have no. one? I had it, but th- th- no, you're good. You're good. My it's bad, a good, my it's bad. good stat. Uh, uh, you know, Robbie Hummel, guy that, that we cheered for, Indiana guy, uh, was sitting at number 10 on the all-time scoring list. Now Zach Eady passes him. Top 10 scorer in the history of Purdue ball. That's that's wild. That is wild. Uh, incredible. Robbie Hummel was a lot of fun to watch. Met the guy. I got I, I got to meet him. 
Okay. He used to play against my old high school because he went to Valparaiso. All right. Lake Central played Valparaiso every year twice. They always kicked our ass. Usually there was one year we beat them though. One year we kicked their ass and then they came back and then kicked our ass. It was fun. You know, it, it, good, good little competition we had against Valparaiso, but a uh, ass kicking, so. yeah, a couple of ass kickings, uh, but uh, let's just go ahead and just name some quick season stats. Zach Eady's at 24.8 points per game now. Okay. 10.8 uh, rebounds and 2.6 blocks per game. Braden Smith's at 13.2 points per game, 5.9 rebounds and 7.2 assists. Those assists went up. Those assists are going up. Yeah. And four players on Purdue have it are averaging at least 10.2 points per game. The other two guys other than Braden Smith, Zach Eady are Lance Jones, who's underrated oh my goodness this guy plays defense and he can shoot the rock he, he can shoot those threes and then uh, lastly fletcher lawyer who we all know can also stroke it let's talk about the clemson tigers give a little love to the acc tigers because they made the biggest jump in the ap poll this week they went up 11 spots from number 24 to number 13 their best wins this season are at alabama over undefeated TCU last Saturday in Toronto. Uh, those two are their, be their best two wins. Clemson, they're led by senior center P.J. Hall, 6'10", 240. I saw this guy at Notre Dame two years ago. This guy is massive. This guy's huge. Shoulders on this guy. P.J. Hall, he's averaging 20.1 points, 7.1 boards, 2.6 assists, and 2.3 blocks. Hmm. We're looking at a potential ACC player of the year right now. Okay, those are solid numbers, and they hear going into the conference play. Clemson, they're at 7-2 and two Memphis this Saturday. That's going to be a tough one on the road in FedEx Forum. What do you got for me on the Clemson Tigers, Max? Not much, okay? I see 9-0. and oh, Sounds great, but let's see how they do once we jump into that ACC, okay? They got a tough matchup coming up on Saturday against Memphis as well. I think that's going to be a closer game. At Memphis, that's right down the road in Tennessee. Should, should I? Take take my bag and say, let's go, babe. Let's go, babe. Like, let's, let's go Check take a trip tickets. to Memphis. Check out tickets. Might be cheap. Uh, Big yeah, arena. Not much. Big arena. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah no, never. Grizzlies. Oh, they play at the Grizzlies. Uh, mm -hmm. Where the Grizzlies play. Didn't know that. Um, but, yeah, uh, it should be a good game. Clemson, once again, let's just let's see what happens when they get to the ACC, playing North Carolina, playing Duke. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm uh, I'm excited to see. Oh, yeah, Miami. Miami's coming up. Let's Let's see how they handle that. I, I will give respect, according to ESPN, they have a 34th ranked strength of schedule. In oh, that's good. So, Very good. solid. And lastly here, last team we want to talk about here in the AP poll reaction was Miami, because they had the biggest drop this week. Mm -hmm. They went from number 15 to number 24. Okay. According to Ken Palm, they have the 28th ranked offense, but the 118th ranked defense. Okay, they're not getting it done. On the defensive side of the ball, their best wins this season are over Kansas State, Georgia, and UCF. Yeah, that's that's really not saying much. No, that's not saying anything. They lost to Kentucky and got boat raced by Colorado by twenty-seven yes. on Sunday. at home. Uh, no, right, not at home, not at home. Neutral, neutral, <laughs> neutral court. Yep. Got their ass kicked, Miami. They got three guys averaging over fifteen a game. I want I want you to find me a team that's going to say that. Yeah, all averaging fifteen a game. Wooga Poplar. North Chad O'Meara and Matthew Cleveland, the Florida State transfer. Nice. Miami is 16th in the nation, shooting 50.7% from the floor, and third in the nation, shooting 42.3% from deep. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Miami? Uh, I think they're a great team. Okay, I, I'm Final not four. sleeping on them. I, Final, Final Four last season, I had them going to the Sweet 16. I might have had them in the Elite Eight, if I'm not mistaken, actually. I'll have to, I'll have to check that. Houston. But anyway, not that it matters. didn't matter anymore. Uh, but uh, bad loss against Colorado, but that's okay. Get your losses out now, and let, let's let's see what happens once you get into the ACC. If you get a couple wins against uh, North Carolina or Duke, you're in good shape. Okay, don't sleep on Miami. Miami's good. Miami, the Hurricanes, they have three cupcakes coming up on their schedule before a big-time matchup against Clemson. Mm -hmm. That one, I, mean, I want to see that one. Yeah. The Big 12 had the most teams represented in the poll this week. They had six teams and three in the top six with Kansas, Houston, and Baylor. The ACC had five. The Big East had four teams, three in the top eight with UConn, Marquette, and Creighton. And the Big 10, your university, had four teams. Solid. 
solid. Let's get into our college basketball game picks. First game we want to talk about Friday night. This one's a late one, 8 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN2. We got the fifth-ranked UConn Huskies taking on the 10th-ranked Zags of Gonzaga. This one's going to be in Seattle, okay? It's a neutral court, but, I mean, that's a, that's a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive for Gonzaga, so that's going to be a home game for the Zags. Yeah, yeah. This is the Continental Tire Seattle tip-off. UConn, they're led by senior point guard Tristan Newton, guy we've talked about here a couple times. He's averaging 17 points, 7.2 boards, and 6.1 assists. Big East player of the year right now. This guy, this guy's balling. Gonzaga, they got five guys averaging double figures, led by big man Graham E.K., transferred from Wyoming. He's averaging 14.2 points and 7.9 boards. Max, where are you leaning here in this UConn-Gonzaga game Friday night? Call me a Husky fan because I've been picking them – all year round with the Huskies. I, mean, I have been. I have been. I'm going with the Huskies, man. They're they are a great team. Even the loss that they had against Kansas, that was a tight game. It's not like they got blown out. That was a hell. Might be of the a best game. loss of the year. Might be the oh, best loss. Absolutely. Of the year. Any team. Any team. Right. Uh, dude, UConn is damn good. When you usually we always talk about teams that go to the championship and then they have that slump year because they had that hangover or all the seniors are, are moving on. <laughs> UConn looks if not better than last season. Look out for the Huskies, man. I don't know if I'm ever going against them unless they play Purdue. Ooh. I'm right behind you there on the Huskies. I'm picking them in this one too. I think they're more ta- talented than Gonzaga. Absolutely. I don't think Gonzaga has the next level NBA talent that they're used to. We talked about that with Michigan State. Same thing there. I think UConn gets this one. You know, it's a neutral court game. It's really a, probably a 85-15 Gonzaga crowd there. So it's going to be a good game, but I think the Huskies pulled this one off. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, we got a big, big slate here. I think this is the biggest day we've ever had for college basketball. Just a couple games real quick that we're not going to talk about that I'm just going to put on your radar. We got number two Kansas at IU that we talked about. That one's going to be in the morning on CBS. We got LSU playing number 19, Texas, in Houston. We got number six, Baylor, playing Michigan State in Detroit. Texas A&M is at number four, Houston. Undefeated number 13, Clemson, is at Memphis. Alabama is at number eight, Creighton. And NC State is at number 13, Tennessee, in San Antonio. All Mm. those babies got to be on your radar. We're not going to be breaking them down because we got even bigger, juicier matchups to talk about. Mm -hmm. With the game of the week right here, baby. 2.30 Mountain Time. For some fucking reason on Peacock. Fucking Peacock. I don't know why. We got the number one Arizona Wildcats taking on your number three Purdue Boilermakers. This is the Indy Classic at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. That's the Pacers Stadium. So this is a neutral court, but just like Gonzaga UConn, this baby's really going to be a big crowd, big home court advantage here for Purdue. The winner of this game in my books, they're number one. Winner of this game's number one. Arizona, they see five guys averaging double figures led by senior Caleb Love. Love's averaging 14.1 points, five boards, 4.5 assists. Your Boilers led by Zach Eady. You threw out his stats earlier. His 24.8 points are second in the nation. 10.8 boards are sixth in the nation. Excuse me. And his 2.6 blocks are tied for eighth in the nation. Are you going to surprise the people of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast and pick against your boilers in Indianapolis? Are you asking me to take off my shirt and set it on fire, Cole Breezy? Or are you asking me to piss on it, just throw it in the trash? I'm not a boiler fan, but I I wouldn't say to do that to that shirt. It's not a shirt. Okay. It's, It's lasted me a long time. Dude, Purdue, I'm going Purdue all the way. Okay. This is a big test for both teams. Both teams. I would say especially Arizona because uh, Arizona hasn't really been tested yet. I mean, like what, Wisconsin? Wisconsin, you know, good game. Good game. 25 point beat down. Yeah, but they, yeah, exactly. We we brought up the stats uh, before the game. We're like, Wisconsin doesn't have any height. Like, there's no way they're going to be able to guard these guys. Okay. Now you're going up against Zach Eady, Kaufman, Wren, uh, uh, first, all at least six foot 10. 
Like this is going to be a, this is a bruising game. There will be bruises being thrown. Okay. They're going to be putting some ice on those wildcats. Also the Boilermakers. Zach Eady is going to be scratched up and down his arms because, you know, the wildcats got their claws. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I cannot wait for this game. I have to freaking get a uh, membership or subscription to fucking Peacock for a week free just to watch this damn game. You know, they did this on purpose. So then people would forget a week later and then they would do that. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Oh, dude, that I, I got to pay for Peacock. That There's happens. nothing on Peacock. No one wants to watch Peacock. It's the same thing with Paramount Plus. No one watches Paramount Plus. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Good, good rundown on Peacock there. <laughs> Go Boilers. This, this is a toss-up game. Umar Balo, Zach Eady. Can't wait to see that matchup. Caleb Love and Braden Smith. Oh, boy. This one's going to be – this one's the game of the week, like I said. Looking at Ken Palm, the efficiency. Arizona is fifth. Purdue is third. So we got we got two top five offenses. We got two top ten defenses. This one, this one's a toss-up. This one's a toss-up. But I lean I I lean Purdue. Oh I go, my! I go the goodness. Boilers. Excuse I, I, me, I almost fumbled myself. <laughs> I almost fumbled myself. I'm going Purdue, according to ES, ESPN, the ninth ranked strength of schedule, where Arizona sitting at 91st. It's a big difference for me. I'm going Boilers in the Indy Classic in Indianapolis. Love it. Next game we want to talk about here on Saturday, 3.30 Mountain Time on CBS, the Network of Stars. It's the CBS Sports Classic in Atlanta this year. The ninth-ranked Tar Heels of North Carolina. They're going to be taking on the 17th-ranked Wildcats of Kentucky. Both teams are sitting at 7-2. and two. North Carolina, they're led by R.J. Davis, averaging 21 points per game. Damn. And Armando Baycott averaging 16 and 12. Kentucky has six guys averaging double figures. Oh, shit. Led by senior Antonio Reeves at 18 a game. Max, in this blue blood neutral court matchup, the CBS Sports Classic, where are you going? I'm looking at these stats, and oh my goodness, this is a fun, fun game. Kentucky's averaging 90.6 points per game. North Carolina's averaging 85. Field goal percentage, Kentucky's over 50%. Rebounds per game, they're right there. 38.9 for North Carolina, 37.8 for Kentucky. Oh, my good. Assist per game, Kentucky, 19.6. I can't believe it. I think I'm going Kentucky. Wow. I can't believe it. I think I'm going Kentucky. I I, I was I was definitely going UNC, but I'm going Kentucky. I'm <laughs> <laughs> This is the first one we're going to differ on here. I got to I got to go the other blue blood. I got to go North Carolina. I respect their schedule a little bit more here. They're ranked 41st uh, strength of schedule according to ESPN North Carolina. Kentucky, you know, they played Miami. They're only ranked 245th. 245th ranked strength of schedule according to ESPN Kentucky. I can't respect that. I'm going Tar Heels in this one in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Mm. Next game we want to talk about next Wednesday. We're not going to re- be recording again again until next Wednesday. So we got to talk about this game right now. Mm-hmm. This one's on December 20th, 5 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN in Madison Square Garden. We got the undefeated Baylor Bears taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Mm-hmm. Baylor plays Michigan State this Saturday before this Duke game. Duke is resting until this game. Oh, wow. Baylor sees six guys averaging double figures, led by freshman Jacoby Walter at 14.9 a game. Duke is led by Kyle Filipowski, 18.5 points, 9.2 boards. This is going to be a nice matchup, Max. What are you thinking about this one in Madison Square Garden? Baylor-Duke. Oh, great game. Oh, my goodness. There's so many good games. Oh, gosh, it's so exciting. But Baylor is legit. I cannot wait to see Baylor in some Big 12 matchups. But I'll wait until then because Duke is a pretty good, pretty good fallback. I'm going Baylor. I, I I got no doubt in my mind Baylor's got this one. Six guys deep who have uh, mm. a, a double digit points. Oh mm. my! Oh my! Yeah, according to Ken Palm, Baylor has the second ranked offense right now. They both have work to do according to strength of schedule. 
but I do like the Baylor Bears. I picked them in the preseason to be a Final Four team. I On a neutral court in Madison Square Garden, I think they rise to the level of occasion. We don't know if Tyrese Proctor plays for Duke, missed last game against Hofstra. That's going to be a big factor if he misses. I'm def- mm-hmm. I'm going Baylor Bears with you here. Heck yeah. Also, next Wednesday, big game next week. We got to talk about December 20th at 7 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN. This is the Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. The Tar Heels of North Carolina are taking on the undefeated Sooners of Oklahoma out of the Big 12. This could be a big this could be a top 10 matchup next week. Right now, North Carolina's ninth, Oklahoma's eleventh. North Carolina, we talked about RJ Davis is leading them in scoring with 21 a game. Armando Baycott sitting there at six, 16 and 12 boards a game. Tough stretch here for North Carolina playing UConn last week, Kentucky, Oklahoma. That's a tough stretch for for these Tar Heels. It is. Oklahoma, they play Green Bay this Saturday to get ready for this one. Nice little little nice little prep game. The Sooners, they're led by sophomore Otego Owe, averaging 15.2 points and 4.2 assists. He's shooting 69.1% from the floor. That's fifth in the nation. Now you're thinking that's a lot of dunks. That's a lot of layups. This is a six foot five guard. This is a six foot wow. five guard shooting yeah. 69% from the floor. Heck fifth yeah. in the nation. Oklahoma, North Carolina, in Charlotte. Where are you going here, Max? I can't go against UNC twice. I can't do it. I, I, maybe I picked the wrong game. Maybe. But I'm going UNC. I think they have the senior leadership on that team with Armando Baycott. RJ Davis has been there, and he's at you know 21 points a game. The, the, the bad thing about UNC is it doesn't seem like they're playing defense. They're giving up 73 points a game. You know, usually they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they'll heat up towards the end of of the season. But I got UNC against Oklahoma. It's going to be a great matchup, though. This one's in Charlotte. It's a neutral court, but really it's going to be a lot of Tar Heels fans there. Yeah, definitely. According to Ken Palm right now, North Carolina has the seventh ranked offense, has a much better strength of schedule than Oklahoma, a lot Remains to be seen about these Sooners. I'm with you with the experience with the Tar Heels. I'm going North Carolina here. Heck yeah. Moving along this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, our last college basketball topic. We got breaking news out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh Uh-oh. Jawan Howard's status as men's basketball coach at the University of Michigan, is currently up in the air. Mm. Reportedly, he got into a heated exchange with strength and conditioning coach John Sanderson. The alleged incident happened late last week surrounding a practice. Mm. It was first reported that fists were thrown, but then it was reported that that report was false. So we're not really sure if this got thrown or not. We're not sure at this time. Sanderson did not travel with the team to Iowa on Sunday and also filed an HR claim after the incident. Juwan Howard currently has a zero tolerance policy that the university implemented after his bitch slap of a Wisconsin assistant coach in February of 2022. And grabbing the head coach, looking for a fight. Grabbing the head coach, Greg Gard, by the shirt collar, and bear bear clawing the assistant coach. Juwan Howard, he is coming off of open-heart surgery on September 15th. Oh, wow. Phil Martelli has been the acting head coach so far this season. The university is investigating the altercation and has no comment at this time. Max, what do you think about another altercation here where it sounds like Juwan Howard lost his cool? Man, Juwan Howard has an attitude problem, man. I, I don't I don't know what's going on with that guy's head. Uh it's 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 not good. Okay. I think he has very little patience and then he gets aggravated due to his lack of patience. He if I'm not mistaken, 
I still don't think he talks to Chris Weber after Chris Weber called a timeout for Michigan Damn. back in the freaking nineties. Damn. Move on, bro. You guys were a team. You made a mistake. Move on. But nope, nope. Not not friends anymore because because he called a timeout. <laughs> Juwan ha- Juwan Howard's got an attitude problem, man. That, that's all I gotta say. I, I he's he's a bad influence for kids at, at the at the collegiate level. I just that's all I gotta say. You're supposed to be a leader of men, a leader yep. of young men, trying to teach them how to how to walk how to walk life and definitely not doing that right now no definitely has some anger management problems the five and five wolverines pretty average this season it's a it's an awkward situation right now from a coaching perspective you got Jawan assisting for the bench while phil martelli is the head coach now Jawan Jawan's not healthy enough to take the full reins but yet he was healthy enough to get ejected at halftime in his third game on the bench against Texas Tech. His third game back, sitting on the bench, he he gets so worked up that somehow he gets ejected at halftime of this game. That's ridiculous. That's rid- Man, you just had open heart surgery. Yeah. Got to re- gotta relax. Blood, blood pressure is up. It is probably not safe for him to be on the court. Let's Honestly. Not for, let's not forget, a couple of years ago, he, he had to be restrained from going after Mark Turgeon, the Maryland head coach. So this oh is now God. three This is now three big-time incident, incidents. For Juwan Howard at Michigan, you know, he was super emotional getting the head head coaching job, coach of the year in his first year, really has spiraled downhill. You know, he does. He he acts this way in public. I hate to see what he how he acts behind closed doors. Uh. Right now, the Michigan coaches, they're either fighting or they're stealing. You know, Jim Harbaugh stealing signs at this point. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) At this point. We can only speculate on why things got heated. We're not sure. Going to find out more information. Right now, Juwan Howard, he, zero tolerance policy. That tells me he's out. That tells me he's out. What do you think, Max? Uh, zero tolerance means, well, exactly what it says. Yeah, I think that means bye-bye. Uh, unless, you know, the the higher up, the athletic director has patience. So I'll tell you this: They went above the at the athletic department. This is now a university issue. Oh, they shit. went. They went above the athletic department on this one. Uh, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Just have uh, what's his name Martelli. Just have Martelli finish out the season. He's not a bad coach. He, he was a oh, head coach at uh, St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a bad Jameer, Jameer Nelson, Delante West, that undefeated mm. number one seed season. I remember that. Damn. Uh, let's move along here this week on the don't tell mama sports podcast, finish up with some NFL talk. It's a light week here for us yep. with the NFL, only two segments for you. You know, we apologize, but right now our, our focus is turning into college basketball, I, but it is. The first week of the fantasy playoffs, Max. I want to uh, congratulate you on making the playoffs in our league. We all we all know that I didn't make it. Okay, we don't have to get into a long story about it. You know, Jonathan Taylor queefed on me, but Max, I just wanted to take a second congratulate you on making the playoffs again. Thank you very much. Uh, well fought season, everybody. This is how frustrating fantasy football is. Okay, I'm second in the league in points, second in the league in points, and yet. I slipped into the playoffs in the sixth seed. Okay. Yeah. There are six teams that make the our playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I was the last guy that slipped at in. Six and I had and the eight. second most points. At six and eight. At six and eight. Second most points. What the hell? What the hell is like there's what else can so you do? So competitive. So competitive league every year that we have. Like you said, you were the sixth seed at six and eight. Last place was five and nine. So there was yeah. only a one game difference from six to ten. Those all those teams could have flip flopped. I mean, we got we got the top three teams sitting at nine and five. So it's not like somebody ran away with it. This is anybody's championship this year. No doubt. I'll be watching. This is also anybody's teddy bear date this year for the queef of the year. Fifty percent chance is gonna happen in Denver, Colorado, because of me and Wilson <laughs> being in there. So that that's that definitely is gonna have most of my attention. I'm excited to see that date. In back-to-back weeks, we got more gooses to talk about. 
embarrassing uh, situation here where you start a player that gives you zero points in your, or negative points in your fantasy lineups. We've had a lot this year. It's a it's a tight race for the Goose Wrangler in our league. Okay, there's three guys up there right now fighting for it. But we got to start with Gabe Davis at Kansas City. He goosed again last week. Jack started. A lot, lot of gooses from Gabe Davis this year. Oh, he is the goose king. Third goose for Gabe Davis in oh. his last five games. In his last five games, he's had three gooses. <laughs> in this one against Kansas City that Jack started him in, he had two targets. Gabe Davis is the wide receiver 40 in full PPR leagues on the season. This is a good one. Jack left Drake London on his bench, who had a career day. Drake London had 10 catches for a buck 72. Oh, shit. I, um, I got to look up, I believe. Jack lost his matchup. Jack Aroni did lose his matchup. If he would have started Drake London, things could have been different. What do you think about Jack's goose and Gabe Davis having three gooses in the last five games? Uh, it's a bummer to hear about Gabe Davis. I, I was excited uh, about him preseason. I thought that he would have a better season. Yeah, dude, he's a – I'm not even – that's a late rounder guy now. Drop yeah, yeah oh Drop my him. gosh. He, uh, Josh Allen does not like him. It looks like Josh Allen likes to use his tight ends and Stephon Diggs that, and, and the running back. Uh, it seems like he passes – uh, yeah. Now that so, they've changed to OCs, yeah, they're, they're throwing a James mm -hmm. Cook now. Yeah, yeah. Another goose in our league was Dalton Schultz, one of your favorite tight ends. Now, now this is a goose that didn't happen in, in probably any leagues but ours. This is the third time this season that Taylor Wilson has left a injured player in his lineup. Dalton Schultz was ruled out on Saturday, bro. Wilson, you queef, you fucking came over here on Saturday <laughs> night. We're hanging out watching that Pacers game. Not once did you think about pulling up your lineup. Right now, he's the only tight end on the roster still. Dalton Schultz, only tight end on Wilson's roster. Tight end 13 on full PPR leagues on the season. What do you think about Wilson queefing in his lineup again and Dalton Schultz uh, coming, coming back from a hamstring injury? If he... I'm telling you right now, it would have been a different season for this guy if he would have not had these gooses in his lineup. Okay, he, he ended called up with you six out. and eight. He, he, called he did you call out me out because yeah, he beat he beat me twice, uh, which also pisses me off because I'm like, <laughs> give me a fucking break, uh, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar, would you? But damn it, uh, hey, I'm the one that made the playoffs. I'm the one that has more points than you, Queef Wilson. So regardless <laughs> if you beat me or not, you're the Queef that has gooses in your lineup. All right, you lack a lot of goose meat. You go to a Chinese restaurant for Christmas. That's Whoa. what you do as you eat like to eat goose. So go and enjoy that, you queef. Right now, Wilson's, <clears throat> excuse me, sitting at tight end second for the Goose Wrangler in our league. Last goose we want to talk about is the Colts kicker, Matt Gay. He was at the Bengals last week. He missed a field goal and an extra point. Trevor started him. He's the kicker eight on the season. Can you fire up Matt Gay moving forward in this high-powered Colts offense? And what do you think about Trevor getting another goose? Uh, that, that's that's a, a surprise uh, to get it from uh, Matt Gay. Matt Gay is having a good season, and it, the Colts need him because they're still fighting for a playoff. So I would still stick with them in the lineups because the Colts kick a lot of field goals, okay, especially with Jonathan Taylor out and whatnot. They're going to they're gonna want that, you know, 40-yard field goal. Moving in to our last segment this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got our NFL's Week 15, Extra Juicy Dogs. Juicy, juicy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is where we give you a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end that you can fire up in your fantasy matchups. It's a smash hit because of a weak defense. Maybe it's a guy later down in, the, in your rankings that you can put in your flex sleeper. Right now, to update our my buddy, Mr. Tutty guarantees on the season. Max, you're kicking my ass. Okay, we're going by percentage. You, you, I don't know how you've done it. Every time I go back and recount my numbers because I think I, I miss miscounted, you're 14 for 19 on these guarantees this year. 14 for 19, 74%. 74%. Percent. Thank, you. Thank you. I'm one guarantee behind you, but I've had more bites of the apple. I've had more pieces of the pie. I'm 13 for 25. That's 52%. Okay, 
So you got me 14 to 13, but you got me big time in percentage. And if we just want to throw in Queef Sam sitting at a distant third, five for 11. Come on, Sam, wake up, get back in. Yeah, he, he stopped. He stopped after like, uh, uh, you know, week six or whatever. We started kicking his ass. We started kicking his ass. He got I said, I won't do that, boy. I'll see him Friday, but <laughs> five for 11, 45%. You, you got you got a chance to guarantee a couple and get, get double digits on the season. Definitely. Give me your extra juicy quarterback for week 15. All right, everybody. I am st- me. I am starting in the playoffs. Jordan Love against Tampa Bay. Okay. Whoa. Starting Jordan Love against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is ranked 29th against quarterbacks. Okay. Before last game, which last game they played against the Giants, that was a shitty game. He had a, he only had like 8.2, uh, yeah, 8.2 fantasy points. Uh, he had 23 against the Los Angeles Chargers, 25.9 on Thanksgiving Day against Detroit, and then 23 against Kansas City. Okay. This guy's looking okay. He's ranked 11th in our league right now. And can you believe it that Green Bay is pushing for the playoffs? Are, are you no. are we serious right now? I, I had them last. Well, I don't even know why I do that to myself with being a Bears fan. I I I just I, I feel stupid. I just stupid. Okay, but every year, every year, Jordan Love's going to have a great game. They're fighting for the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers understand how to get into the playoffs. Jordan Love's going to give it all he's got. Fire him in your lineups, everybody. The Green Bay Packers right now are in the playoffs. They are the seventh seed right now, sitting at six and seven. Jordan Love, a surprising season. My extra juicy dog at the quarterback position for week 15. You're starting Jordan Love in your matchup. In my Queef playoff matchup against Queef Wilson, I'm firing up Matthew Stafford against the Washington football Queefs. I I just lost Justin Herbert. I really don't have a decision uh, to make. There's a bunch of Queefs backups on the uh, on free agency. I'm throwing Matthew Stafford in there against Washington. QB 17 on the season. You know, he, he was missed a couple of games. He only had eight passing touchdowns through week 10. He has 11 in the last four games. Nice. This guy, this guy is on a def, definition definition of a heater. He's fired. He's fired up over the last three weeks. He's had his three highest fantasy outputs of the season. He's only heating up hotter. The Rams, they're six and a half point home favorites. Forty eight and a half point over under in this one is the second highest on the week. The Washington football queefs, they're dead last against the quarterback position in fantasy. Yikes. Uh... Big game coming from Matthew Stafford. He's in my lineup. He better be in yours, too. Moving on to the running back, everybody. I am staying with the Rams, okay, against this juicy Washington matchup. I got Kyron Williams. Oh, okay? baby. baby. Oh, my baby. goodness. This guy might be a keeper in our fantasy league. You got to be You gotta be thinking oh, about it. I'd be pissed. You got to be, be thinking about it. A guy that was a weak fucking two pickup, man. Uh, I know it's, it, that's the worst. It, it's when it's a pickup and then he ends up being like a breakout player. Unless of course you picked him up, then you're like, Oh, well, yeah, sweet, sweet. But yeah. Uh, so anyway, Washington's were 26th against the rush. Let's talk about his last four games. Fantasy points wise, 22.8, 36.4, 18.7, 13.8. He's had, uh, Two rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns. And I'm guaranteeing a my buddy, Mr. Oh. Tunney, this week against Washington, he's going to get in the end zone, whether it's a rushing or a receiving. He's getting in there, baby. Oh, Kyron Williams, do better fire him up. Fire him up. You might as well sit your other running back, too. Just keep him, just keep one running back in there. Kyron Williams will, will, will fill in both spots. Don't do that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a pickup from Queef Sam using Kyron Williams a lot this season. He missed four games, I believe, with an ankle, and still he is running back seven in full PPR leagues on the season. Missed four games, running back seven on the, on the season. My guy from Notre Dame, let's not forget, ran all over South Bend a couple of years ago. Yeah. My extra juicy dog at the running back position for week 15, my favorite player in the NFL, King Henry, baby. Ah. I don't think I've had him in this segment this season. I, I I don't I don't know, but I can't recall. He's playing Houston this week, okay? King Henry, 
He's uh, hold on here. Because Kyron Williams is ranked number seven. Derrick Henry must be tied with him. Oh, never mind. Derrick Henry in full PPR leagues went up to number four. Derrick Henry, surprise, kind of surprising with the season the Titans are having yeah, record wise. King Henry had four rushing, excuse me, four rushing touchdowns through the first eleven weeks. He said two in each of the last three games. Damn. They're two and a half point home favorites over Houston. We don't know if CJ Stroud's going to play or not. Mm. Derrick Henry, he historically kills the Texans. He runs all over Houston. Houston this season, they're 17th against the running back position, but that's only because they're better on offense and teams are having to throw more to mm -hmm. keep up. I don't see – I don't think that defense is – the defense is better, but I don't think it's changed. If C.J. Stroud doesn't play, the pace might be in the Titans' favor. King Henry, my buddy, Mr. Tutty. Oh, yeah. He's had two in each of the last three games. He's getting another one here against Houston in Nashville. This one's in Nashville, if I'm not hey. mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. I, I believe you're correct, yeah. Uh, nice pick. I like the pick. King Henry, you can't go wrong, everybody. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver. Wide receiver this week. I'm going Debo Samuel, baby. Debo. Debo. Uh, Debo of San Francisco. They're at Arizona. Arizona's ranked 22nd against wide receivers. Okay. Sucks. Dude. Debo Samuel woke the fuck up. He really did. Okay. Last three games, 18.9 fantasy points with one rushing touchdown, 36.8 fantasy points with two rushing touchdowns, or sorry, two receiving touchdowns and one rushing touchdown at Hades three-headed dog that game. Mm -hmm. And then last week, he had 34.5 fantasy points with one receiving touchdown and one rushing touchdown. I'm calling on my buddy, Mr. Tuddy again. Oh, boy, Samuel, baby. He's getting, oh my goodness. He's just racking up touchdowns, man. Racking up touchdowns. Wow. I want to be a part of it. My buddy, Mr. Tuddy, Debo, baby. Man, Debo coming back from that injury. He's really juiced up the 49ers offense more than what it already is. That's great weapons. That's great weapons in San Francisco. Yeah. My extra juicy dog at the wide receiver position for week 15 I'm going to stack here with my guy, Matthew Stafford. I'm going Puka Nakua. I, I was back and forth between Cooper and Cup and Puka Nakua, but I went with the rookie against Washington. Puka this season, he's wide receiver 10 in full PPR leagues. He's 10th at the wide receiver position in catches and targets, and he's 5th at the wide receiver position in receiving yards. But he only has four touchdowns. That's what's holding him back a little bit. They're six-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Washington football queefs. 48-and-a-half-point over-under is the second-highest on the week. The, the Salamanders, they're 31st against wide receivers, second-to-last. I'm getting greedy here with you, Max. I see Puka Nakua getting in the end zone, baby. My buddy, Ooh. Mr. Tutty, for the rookie, Puka, against Washington this week. Zach's going to be very excited because he has both of those guys in his fantasy lineup come playoff time. So he's he's really happy with you, Cole Breezy. <laughs> sexy picks, sexy picks. Uh, okay, let's move on to the tight end. Our last picks here for the extra juicy dogs. Nothing out of the ordinary. We talk. I swear we talk about this guy almost every week. I'm going TJ Hawk and Queen. Uh, okay? Yeah, I know. I, I've looked up and down the the the, the rosters, yeah, and I'm, it was I'm tough like matchups for the big for the tough, a lot of the big dogs. It was tough matchups for sure. Yes, yes. Uh, well, they're play he's up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati again is ranked the worst against tight ends. This is every single week. Right now, TJ Hawkinson has 85 catches, 839 yards, receiving yards, and five touchdowns, which the five touchdowns, I'm surprised. I thought that would be way up. Yeah. But TJ Hawkinson, this is a guy that is going to get 100 catches as a tight end, and that is remarkable. Okay, mm -hmm. it, That is just a hell of a season. There's only a few tight ends that can do it. TJ Hawkinson is another one that does it. So fire him in your lineups, everybody. I'm not guaranteeing a touchdown. Not doing it here. I'm not doing it th this week. But damn, uh, damn, you can damn. guarantee uh, seven, eight catches probably coming from this guy. Yeah, you say that he could catch 100 balls. Him and Travis Kelsey, probably the only two tight ends. Mark Andrews, maybe if he's healthy, but he hasn't not been. This year. Yeah, not this year. 
You've been attacking Cincinnati in this spot. I've been attacking the Denver Broncos at this spot because they're second to last against the tight ends, and they're playing the Detroit Lions this week. So I'm going rookie, my second rookie in this segment, Sam Laporta Potty of the Lions. Right now he's tight end three in full PPR leagues. Last week against your Bears, he had two catches, which is a career low, 23 yards, which was the second lowest of his career. Detroit wants to get him back involved. Golf's going to be better at home in a dome. 47.5 point over-under is tied for the fourth highest on the week. And like I said, those Denver Broncos, second to last against the tight end position in fantasy. Fire up Sam Laporta. I'm not going to guarantee anything. It's tough to guarantee tight end tutties. It's tough. <laughs> so I'm not going to get greedy. But Sam Laporta, fire him up. And he's a top five tight end going into next season, no doubt about it. Is he a keeper consideration, Cobreezy? It depends. Always depends on who else you have, but he's he definitely has to be in keeper consideration. Being the tight end three as a rookie in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Detroit's looking good for years to come, and that's a guy that's going to be on that team for well a few years, no doubt about it. Well, that'll do us here this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. We hit multiple sports because that's what we do here. We don't we don't shy away. We hit we hit everything. This Saturday, I just want to put a people's people's alert on. We got the bowl game starting for college football on Saturday. We got huge college basketball matchups. We got a triple header in the NFL. Okay, this is a huge Saturday, December sixteenth. Hope you got multiple screens. It's going to be a juicy one. College basketball is really heating up, guys. Oh, no doubt about it. Everybody, 3.30 Central Time. Purdue taking on Arizona. Number three taking on number one. you got to have that on, whether it's on a background while you're watching a different sport. Have a double dipsy going. Have it on your phone wherever you're at. You're at a wedding. Put it on, keep it on the phone. Put, put yeah. your earbuds in. All right? You, yeah. This is a game that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, but other than that, thank you, everybody, for coming out to the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast this week. Please like, comment, and subscribe. We had a lot of fun with you today. And remember, we're not only located on YouTube. We're also on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on iHeartRadio. Please follow us on all of those and help us out a little bit. Once again, everybody, we are eight subscribers oh, away goodness. from 200. Oh, my 200. goodness. That's our New Year uh, resolution that we want before the new year so please help us out send us share us show us please we need your help and we appreciate you guys share us and show us off to your friends but definitely don't tell your mama no uh, you don't don't tell you, you don't we don't need your mama's subscription okay i mean I if she wanna. wants to if she wants to subscribe i mean we'll, we'll accept it but sure she's, she's probably not gonna like this kind of this kind of talk you know not not her baby not her baby listening to this she don't she don't want to be you listening to that